this is lady tiffany Ma, and this is my mind emporium welcome to my podcast you guys i hope you guys are having a nice day it has been raining uh this is the second day of raining it's storming so <clears throat> we're not gonna get into that but today at least the rain is a little bit cooler so it is what it is um y'all know i like to get the podcast started with talking about what's going on with today's uh news or news that stick out to me so let's get started the first one is about um an incident that happened where a woman was murdered um and there was a dj involved um a white dj that was there that had something to do with it so this is from hollywood Unlock.com it says social media calls out Jack Harlow's DJ for murder of woman. Um, so this was written by Alyssa Brooke and it says social media is calling out Jack Harlow's DJ for allegedly shooting and killing a girl named Cashmere at a club called Vibes on Friday in Louisville. According to the statement, the entire club witnesses DJ killed the woman. The incident allegedly unfolded after the woman confronted the DJ about killing her friend in another shooting. The argument became heated and she reportedly hit him with a bottle and he subsequently shot her. The Courier Journal reported that a shooting did happen at Vi's restaurant and lounge for an after party for a 2021, a 2021 Kentucky Derby kickoff. So, and then there's people who are mad at him. There's someone that said the whole community should should be at Jack Harlow's DJ's door right now. We don't need to respect who did it. We don't need to listen to the streets talking for the talking for the idea of the culprit. We know him. The man shot cash in front of the whole club, the city, and the world, and we just going on partying and shit. If we don't love black women, just say that. On some real G shit, and Jack Harlow needs to put out a statement denouncing the action of anybody in his camp, specifically his DJ responsible for the death of that young black girl last Young black woman last night advised. He's gotten rich off appropriating black culture and now we're pulling your black your card. Granted, you should never give him a card to get with because you know what? I already told y'all I have an issue with y'all sitting him here doing that shit. Y'all keep getting these white boys a pass and then you want to get mad when it gets slapped in your face. Moving right along. Oh my god. Okay, I was trying to avoid racist topics. But apparently the things that I picked were racist topics today, but I didn't realize this. So this is another topic. This one is from BallerAlerts.com, and it says white restaurant owner ordered to pay black man $546,000 for five years of enslavement. This was blogged by Cabbage Patch Girl, Cabbage Patch Girl. And it said, a court ruled that a South Carolina man with an intellectual disability would be paid $546,000 in damages after a restaurant owner enslaved him for five years. Bobby Paul Edwards, the owner of the J&J Cafeteria in Conway, South Carolina, pleaded guilty to one count of forced labor in 2019 and was sentenced to 10 years in prison for coercing an African-American man with an intellectual disability to work at six hours at a restaurant with no pay according to a press release from the Justice Department. It was also ordered to pay John Christopher Smith $273,000 in unpaid wages and overtime payment as part of the settlement. Smith was asked to work over, work over 100 hours a week without pay by Edwards. He would also beat him with a belt, fist, 
and pop and pan according to the press release. I think they should do the same to his ass in prison, if you ask me. Moving right along. The Court of, of Appeals for the Fourth Circuit ruled on April 21st that Smith was entitled to the double day amount at $1,246,000. When decided on the compensation, the district court did not adequately account for federal labor regulations. The court said it is finally that the minimum wage and overtime compensation must be paid on current basis as work is done such that an employee receives, receives the prescribed compensation without delay. When an employer fails to pay those amounts, the employee suffers losses, which includes loss of the use of that money during the period of delay. He needs his ass beat, motherfucker. You need your ass beat. And y'all do that to people who y'all know who are maybe mentally disabled or mentally delayed. Y'all do stuff like that. Y'all do them like that. Moving right along, all right? Just in case you guys don't know, the internet went popping last night. I, I was looking at the internet and I was like, what? So um, this is from theshaderoom.com and it says, Bill and Melinda Gates called a quit after 27 years of marriage. So this is what Melinda French Gates said. I guess she posted this. It says, after a great deal of thought and a lot of work on our relationship, we have made the decision to end our marriage. Over the last 27 years, we have raised three incredible children and built a foundation that works all over the world to enable all the people to lead health, healthy, productive lives. Word on the street is that's not true, but okay, cool, whatever. We continue to share our belief in the mission and we'll continue our work together at the foundation, but we no longer believe we can grow together as a couple in the next phase of our lives. We ask for space and privacy for our family as we begin to navigate this new life. Melinda Gates and Bill Gates. We could have just put Melinda and Bill Gates. I just put that out there just in case you guys care. Moving right along, this is from Hot Talk. It says, people are making fun of Kim Kardashian for looking like Jeffree Star and her new makeup transformation. Hmm. I mean, y'all say we try to be white women when black men leave us for white women. So, I mean, you know, it's fair. Love and war. And it's funny because my podcast is about her. But let me, I want to do a few more articles. Dang, I should have did that one last. But I want to, the last night I came across this post and it was um, Boosie. Love Boosie, honey. He's sitting up there. Talking, honey. And I got this from Celebrity T with. And it says, um, Boosie said on Twitter yesterday, my hemorrhoids are gone. Great weekend on the way. And the individual in the comment section said, Boosie, this is why Mark Zuckerberg won't give you your IG page back. I cried there for about 15, 20 minutes, bitch. Girl. Moving right along, this is from itsonsite.com, and it says Tiffany Haddish says she gave away eggs at 21 that she plans to adopt. This is the contributor is Shady Porter, and it says Tiffany Haddish admitted that she is looking to adopt a child eventually because she doesn't think conceiving naturally is an option and she doesn't want to have a surrogate. The 41-year-old actress got personal in speaking with E. Daily Pop 
about wanting a family and her plans of motherhood. She explained that she gave away eggs when she was younger and struggling for cash, which complicates things in terms of getting pregnant naturally. However, surrogacy is not a route she wants to take, she said. I don't want to pay nobody to carry my baby needed because then I have to go through a process of getting myself injections and all that stuff, Hedge explained. That leaves adoption, which is something she says she is interested in. She revealed that she has been taking parenting classes to prepare herself for having a kid. I am looking at age five and up, really like seven. I want them to be able to use the bathroom, restroom on their own and talk. I want them to know that I put in the works and I want them. She said, hmm. I wonder what happened to her. Um, I mean, when you gave away eggs. That's a question I have about that. When you give away your eggs, like what do they do with your eggs? Because that's your DNA. So that's somebody who probably got her eggs and walking around with her child, technically. Okay. I already talked about that one. All right. So this is from HollywoodUnlocked.com. And it said, Dwayne The Rock Johnson said people used to mistake him as a girl growing up. Uh, okay. Uh, this is was written by Deja Monet, and it says Dwayne shares a moment during an interview where he recalled being mistook for when people mistook him, mis mistaken him for a girl during his childhood. We're celebrating his 49th birthday this weekend. The actor said people often confuse him as a little girl growing up because he wore an afro and reportedly had soft features as a child. I would say between the ages of 7 and 11, people thought I was a little girl because I had really soft features and I had really soft afro hair he said to today's willie geist johnson recalled his first day of fifth grade where a classmate asked him if he was a boy or girl while riding the school bus so i sit down next to a kid and within 360 seconds he goes can i ask you something i say yeah he goes are you a boy or a girl he does like a little cute little girl in the little picture they showed This is another one by the Hollywood.com uh, by way of the real medium. And it says, Queen Elizabeth honored top British sex company with outstanding growth award. <laughs> sex toy company. Okay. Okay. Got you. I don't want to report that. I, I just decided I don't want to give that energy. Um, so with that being said, that's the end of my segment with news that I find to be fascinating. If you know any fascinating news, contact me on my Instagram. It's lady, was it? Crap. It's my Instagram is, I know it's lady underscore Tiffany Ma. If you find some interesting news you want to give to me. So. It is if you find some interesting news. I can't believe it. So today I already kind of told you guys, uh,
I was doing today's podcast on um why are you yelling at me? I was going to do today's podcast on um crap. I was going to be doing today's podcast on Kim Kardashian robbery in Paris. Now, I know people have a difference, uh, an opinion on what happened to Kim Kardashian and what went down in Paris. Uh, but I just want to talk about this because I find this to be intriguing. And I'm going to I want to talk to you about the fact that there's a correlation with this um, robbery that I find to be interesting. Um, so whether you believe it happened to her or not, that she did it for clout or not, that's between you and yourself. But I find this to be interesting and I call this to be a toxic Tuesday topic because this is very toxic to rob someone because they had diamonds that you wanted. But the topic tomorrow will give you an idea of who could possibly have robbed Kim Kardashian. Um, so with that being said, let's go on with uh, the article. The article was written by Vanity Fair, of course. Um, it was written November 22nd, 2016. I think that was around the time this has happened. And it says, the inside story of the Kim Kardashian Pierce Hotel heist. After being robbed at gunpoint in the Parisian hotel, the Instagram-loving paparazzi-friendly star faced a grim reality. Her glamorous life was all too easy to track. But there are all other reasons Kardashians were such an easy target. And the thieves so elusive. All right, so the article was written by Mark Seale, and it states, The call came shortly after 3 a.m. on Monday, October 3rd, from 36-year-old Kazi Des Avrir, the imposing fortress-like headquarters of the Paris criminal police, overlooking the left bank of the Seine River. Founded in 1812, 36, as it commonly called, becomes the models for crime-busting units world worldwide from Scotland Yard to the FBI. Pre-dawn calls from the 36 are not usually for Paris police shit chef. Paris, Paris police chief Christian Saint, but the one that roused him from his bed early that October morning would prove to be different. Kim Kardashian, victim of VMA, said the night Said the night officer, VMA means vol almain armé, armed robbery. I don't know how to speak French, so don't come for me. I won't come for you. Got you. All right. Conventional time doesn't exist for the chief of jurisdiction of police in the perpetually roiling city of Paris, France. I know every everything, day and night, he told me in his expansive office at 36. This was his first interview with foreign media. His press attached told me about what the police in all of Paris were called. La Affaire Kardashian or simply Kim. After taking office nearly two years ago, Sheriff Saint co-led the investigation into the November 13, 2015 massacre when 130 people died in a simultaneous brutal Islamic terrorist attack on the back to clan Bataclan concert hall the restaurant and cafe in paris ironically kim kardashian while known to me worldwide was not known to the chef to the chief at least at the moment when he was awakened with the news of the robbery i asked my number two who is the victim recalled saying his night officer didn't know either 
So the sheriff rose from his bed, went to his computer, and entered the name Kim Kardashian on Google. And I quickly understood who she is, he said, on his computer was flooded with images and information about the American reality TV star. Now I know always now I know almost everything about her. The chief sitting alongside his press aide smiled. The personality of the victim, Kim Kardashian, is not like anyone else, he said. She has a lot of likes on Facebook. He could not give specific details about the robbery since the investigation was ongoing and the perpetrators were still at large. But at the beginning of the conversation, he fortunately discredited rumors in at least one published report that the robbery was somehow a hoax. At this time, there is no doubt about the reality of the crime, the chief said. He also didn't doubt that the case would turn out to be one of the most unusual of his long and distinguished career. The heist was shaping up to be wilder than anything even shown on reality TV and had already consumed scores of man hours of the elite police brigade of Paris. Tamed the world-fierce paparazzi, stunned Paris Fashion Week, and unwittingly... Unleash a hotel night receptionist straight out of French crime novels. Chief Saint told me that times are tough for the thieves in Paris. Banks have become impenetrable. Much of their cash now dispensed by wire. Brink style armored trucks raids. Once the raid have been rendered technically impossible, the trucks are now extremely well protected, and those with the knowledge to rob them are mostly in prison for past offenses. So the professionals have solution. Attack the personnel home at home or in the streets, the chief said. It's called homejacking, robbing the rich in the residence where, where Picasso pairs high taxes on personal wealth, jewels, and other valuables and large amounts of cash are often to be found. Old rich people are very vulnerable, said the chief. Or business owners, restaurants owners who have cash at home, it's quick, and you can get a lot of money in a very short time. Although homejacking have plagued Paris, have plagued France for many years, the new wave is perpetrated by a new type of gangster, explained veteran police reporter Frederick Plotkin. They're, they're born in France, but most of them are from North Africa, Algeria, Morocco, and Tunisia. Oh, really? Okay. And Romanian gypsies from France. Got you. Mm-hmm. Whom we call Manuch. They are smart, clever, and they know how to follow someone on the internet. They can also use violence, sometimes even when it's not necessary. Having gained entry into the residence, homejacker often perform what is called a souciage, souciage. They create you like a sausage in bondage, said Paris writer John Baptiste Roquette Rooks, Rooks, whose sister-in-law was once terrorized by such an ordeal. They put your family members in different rooms, tie you up, and ask each of you where is the safe and where is the coat. In countries where it is quite difficult to find guns, the rope is one of the most dangerous weapons a, a criminal can use. When the game that brought my sister-in-law was finally arrested, they told the judge that they are they that they targeted the victim thanks to the party pages in French Vogue. A few days after the robbery, my sister-in-law father received a letter from the gangster in which they required an appraisal document for the jewels so they could sell them more easily. They threatened him with the death if he didn't comply. He responded by le letters to a general delivery address in Paris suburbs as the thieves and demanded saying the jewels were old and he didn't have appraisal documents. His life was spared, but the jewels were never found. An American in Paris. Girl, bye. Like, you need to have several seats with this shit. American in Paris. Americans go to Paris all the time. Get out of here.
Anywho, this was the dark side of the Paris into which Kim Kardashian West landed by private jet at Le Burge Airport at 10.40 a.m. on September 28th, accompanied by her assistant Stephanie Shepard and her German bodyguard, the massive Pascal Duvier. A battery of Paris Street photographers who kept abreast of Kim's busy schedule through sources and social media amid her plane. For most stars, the photographers of Paris, truly the fiercest paparazzi on earth are to be avoided, cursed, and in some cases even attacked. But Kim was different. During last September Paris Fashion Week, she greeted them with a smile, posed for them, thanked them. At times, it seemed she was even, she was even dressed for them, or at least that's how it seems to them. To me, she's number one, says Mark P.S. Piasecki, one of the photographers who chronicalized Kardashian in every public moment throughout the week, a street photographer as opposed to a paparazzo. The difference being, he said, we don't hide. Piasecki, meet me in a cafe to scroll his iPhone through endless pictures of Kim, which added up to practically a minute-by-minute chronicle of her movement during Paris Fashion Week. Because whatever she does, you make money, Piasecki said. The photographers trailed her black Mercedes van from the airport into the city on scooters and motorcycles, wondering all while she was staying, was staying beside, staying because the sidewalks outside her Paris hotel would be their home for the next six days. When her van pulled up to the hotel at seven, behind the at the seven rue Trocheck, behind the Madeline Church. The photographers weren't surprised. They had stacked out many famous guests there, including Prince, who supposedly booked the entire hotel for a party shortly after its 2010 opening. Other previous guests have included Madonna, Beyonce, and Jay-Z. Marianne Cotillard, Cotillard and her partner, director and screenwriter, Gilliam Kinnett, and Manchester United soccer star, Zlatan Abramovic, who actually lives in the hotel. Kardashian West and her husband, Kanye West, have stayed there many times, including shortly before their wedding in 2014. Well, it's not a hotel and executive at one Paris Grand Hotel, sniffed dismissively. It's an hotel particular. A private residence transformed into a luxurious guest house. Nonetheless, its official name in the hotel also known as the number address hotel. To be admitted, you have to be rich or famous or both, or be referred by someone who is. Its interest is located in historic 1839 Florentine Renaissance Mansion, which was purchased and refurbished in 2004 by the young French hotel entrepreneur Alexandre Allard, who in 2007 bought the thin faded Paris landmark Hotel Le Royale. Monsieur and restored it into five-star palace standards. The hotel opened in 2010 in a new 11 apartment annex to the mansion. Room started at uh, $1,120 a night and there is one-to-one staff to guest ratio. Jennifer Lawrence reportedly stayed at the hotel days before the robbery and Leonardo DiCaprio was supposed to be seen there two weeks after. More a room than a hotel, it was apparently a prime target for a homejacking with the lack of security, no CCTV cameras, so the guests could come and go in privacy. And a code on the entrance door that employees would say is no biting at all because it had allegedly not been changed in six years. Dozens of potential suspects noted by his displays because celebrities stayed there for a long time, said Frederick Plucking. They 
think they will be free of camera free to perceive friends, visitors, but drivers, bodyguard, paparazzi, girl furnishers all know about this place. This may this makes maybe hundreds of people who know about this place. This makes the investigation very complex. You have hundreds of suspects. Mm-hmm. Kardashian West Day in the Sky Penthouse, which sprawled over 3,790 square feet and featured 360-degree view of the city. It cost as much as $16,800 a night. An hour after her arrival, Kim emerged in a change of clothes, and the photographer's camera celebrated her entry into the city of lights with blinding flashes. She was off and running. The photographer chronicles her every changing clothes, her every clothing change, frequently three per day, and sometimes more. Each new outfit representing more money for the photographers who sell their shoots to media outlets and fashion houses for anywhere from three cents to one thousand dollars. If a fashion desire to buy this picture, said the Piesecki. In recent years, Kim and Kanye have become Fashion Week's picture. As expected at fashion shows, as fashion editors themselves say, when inside is, is commonplace with celebrities to pop up at fashion shows, especially in Paris. All of the brands understand it as a marketing and PR expense, so you'll see Michelle Williams at Louis Vuitton or Lily Rose Depp at Chanel, and they're dressed by the designers and typically is exclusively to the one's appearance. But Kim Kardashian and Kanye are definitely different, different because they became omnipresent um, at the collection and they go to many shows. In the afternoon of the first day, we were turned to the ball main office, says Piasecki, where Kim was going to be fitted by the firm young creator, Oliver Roasting, in a peekaboo crochet dress. The outfit could cause draw drop draws to drop at the ball main show, which Kim, whose face graced the invitation into the venue, the Hotel Potaki, the great former resident of a noble Polish family. Kim and her entourage mistakenly entered the office through the wrong door and ended up in a school school for young journalists. A Kardashian said Piasecki, showing me pictures of a throng of iPhones hoist high by students for selfies with American reality star. At 6 p.m., Kim was off to lunch. We went to the restaurant, Piasecki recalled, where Ukrainian media personality Vitaly Sadiq Famous for assaulting celebrities, attempted to kiss Kim Kardashian formally, formable ass before he was wrestled to the ground by her bodyguard. The moment was captured by at least a dozen photographers all tripping over one another for a small piece of the cake. We always say thank you, Kim, Piasecki said, and then added imitating Kim's high-pitched reply, and she said, thank you, guys. Lots of other celebrities are giving us this, he said, shooting the middle finger. She never does that. The next day, Thursday, Kim's husband, Kanye West, flew in for the day but was soon back to New York to resume his concert tour and to be with their children, North 3 and St. 10 months. Three days later, on Sunday, October the 2nd, it was still a flurry of clothing changes and photo ops, most notably in Ricardo Titsky, Givenchy fashion show in the Jordan de Patents, where Kim wears a white negligee boudoir style with lace ivory tone frock according to French Vogue. Sat in front with row with Courtney Love and model Gigi Hadid. And then she and her sister Courtney went back to the hotel to change clothes, says Piasecki. Then they were went to the Azadine Alley showroom for a private dinner. For a private dinner. The dinner began at 9 45 p.m. in Alley 
1,200 square feet office kitchen where Bianca Jagger, architect Peter Marino, Vogue Italian editor-in-chief Franco Cesani, and around 60 other consumed truffled scrambled eggs and St. Honoré cake with Louis Louis XIII cognac from the Remy Martin family represented at dinner by the Remy Martin heiress, young and glamorous Laurie Parade Dubril. When Kim and Courtney walked in, the room went silent. All the guests were looking over at them in the entryway. Recall Spencer Bailey, editor-in-chief of Surface Magazine, which co-hosted dinner with Ali. As the sisters approached their place, veteran Paris photographers Bertrand Randolph Pertroff shot them flanking the cherubic Ali when I finished taking a picture Kim said can you step aside so Courtney can take a picture because Petrov she basically documents everything around midnight when the black Mercedes van left the party and returned Kim to the hotel it was without usual process of the photographers we decided not to follow said Mark Piasecki because the day was over then the nightmare arrived okay so now we're getting into basically what happened that night all right which I know is a lot, but you have to set the tone, and I want this tone to be set. This article is long as hell, but I like details, okay? So I can't really get mad at that. All right, so here we go. You ready? Oh, my God, now I lost my place. I hate that. Okay, it says, find me on Instagram. At the no-address hotel, a single receptionist worked behind the glass entrance. The door is in the middle of a courtyard, which is usually open to the public during the day. During my time in Paris, I walked freely through the street door and into the courtyard, which housed an event space in a restaurant. A fashion week party hosted by a Brazilian beer company was held there until the early morning hours just before the robbery. Upon arrival, the guests had to squeeze past Kardashian West Black Mercedes van. Everybody was telling each other, do you know there's a Kardashian upstairs? Remember fashion designer Christopher Gilliard, Christophe Gilliard, who attended the party along with around 80 guests. It was like a joke. She's upstairs while we were partying, Gilliard added. There was no bodyguards at the front door, no bodyguards inside. There was a girl at the entrance who said, are you coming to the party? And if you said yes, she let you in. Kim returned around 1 a.m. Five bandits arrived soon after. Some would say that they had tracked their victims by embedding themselves in her paparazzi pack, but Piasecki recalled the pack grew so large they could not be sure. And in any case, it had dispersed by the time Kim arrived at the hotel. You have to understand we are focused on Kim, he said. Others would insist that these would these follow their victims not furtively in alleyways on dark corners, but in the same way the Kardashian West $85 million Instagram followers do on social media. Parisian Vibes read, read, Card read Kardashian West's first Instagram post from Paris announcing her arrival to her followers at 2.31 p.m. on September 28th. This guy is always in my shot, she wrote of GBAs with her bodyguard, who was behind her while she was showing off thigh-high leg leather boots and a trench coat that defied gravity, but barely covering her breasts. It was not that deep. Come on, y'all. Um... <laughs> Of the 15 
15 Instagram photos she posted from Paris. Surely the most tantalizing of four things would have been one posted one on the day after her arrival, a sexy selfie of Kardashian West and some of her jewelry diamond in her mouth and a 20k carat diamond ring on her finger, which Kaya had reportedly purchased from Lorraine Squirt's Diamonds and fine jewelry at the Bergdorf Goodman in New York for around $4 million. Kim signed the post without words, only three blue diamonds emoji. I asked the chef, the chef, the chief. I asked the chief whether these follow her on social media. He said only, he only, he said only she give information on social media all the time. Later on, later, other would contend the rob that the robbers were amateurs, lugs who knew nothing about Kim Kardashian, molest, much less her social media presence. But no one would dispute their modes of transportation, which convinced Parisians that they not only knew new pair as well, but well enough to avoid traffic, security cameras, prying eyes, easy traceable evidence, the cam and departed by bicycles. If you ride a bicycle in Paris, you have to know Paris. Frederick Pelkin told me having himself arrived at our lunch on his bike, which as with so many Parisians is his preferred mode of transportation. The hotel, the, the hotel is in the center of the Paris where there are a lot of CCTVs cameras for on bike you can ride the small streets where there are no cameras best of all bicycles are virtually untraceable no license plates or registration most of them look alike and are easily hidden or destroyed wearing a cap and looking down is riders can traverse the back street undetected and unrecognized just to sum this all up and just to just to talk about this about how this happened basically it was easy to get to kim kardashian because one, she kept posting what she was doing on social media. And two, there's no security cameras for people on bikes. So if you're on a bike and you want to get to Kim Kardashian, all you had to do was use a bike. So it had to be people who were native to the area, one. And two, it had to be people who were following Kim Kardashian because they knew what she was doing. She put all her business out there. This article is almost done because I'm not reading the whole article. They wrote a lot. Okay. <laughs> All right. Moving right along. This is the first occurrence of a bicycle being used in a major robbery, said the sheep. Various accounts of what happened next have raged throughout the international media, but the most complete version comes from the London Daily Mail, as well as the Le Parisian and Paris Television Channel M6, whose reporters were the first to study the video captured by a security camera near the no-address hotel. At 2.18 a.m., the camera showed three men riding, bike, riding toward the hotel on bikes wearing fluorescent security bibs. And according to the Le Parisian, Le Parisian, La Parisian, 14 minutes later, two more stealth silhouettes. Appeared on foot, and a minute later, a sixth man making a gesture to hide his face under his hood appeared. The thieves might have come and gone with the night, and the story of the robbery would have been known only by the police and the Kardashians until the case was solved and the robbers caught. But then came the strangest character thus far, a man who has been held at gunpoint and tied up with Kim Kardashian during the robbery. I have a habit of saying, it's just say Kim. I should have just kept saying Kim, whatever. 
Okay, he was the hotel night receptionist, and he was now in an anguish, anguish soul, not because of his own brush with death during the robbery, but because he worried that Kim might think ill of him. Girl, bye. A few days after the robbery, a website reported that Kim had told the police that the concierge was very calm during the robbery, says Benjamin Dargent, an editor of the French magazine Closer, who was the first to track down and meet the night receptionist. The word calm seared. Did it mean uncaring or worse, afraid? Either way, the night receptionist was a bit upset about that they wrote about what they wrote, says Dargent. I would too, because you're saying I'm a damn suspect. says Dargent. He told me that there he was that he was calm because he was held at gunpoint and it was his way to save his life and Kim's life. He wanted to convey his feelings to Kim, but he had no contact information for her. So he asked the editor to publish a letter to Kim on Closer Magazine website and he texts his contacts. Dear Kim, it reads, when you feel the cold steals of a gun at your neck, it's the moment when you remain calm can mean the difference between life and death, both our lives. I hope you are feeling better. Were there other peoples in the room that were kidnapped? I'm just saying. Oh, okay. But you're just so busy comforting Kim. That's why, you know, you're kissing Kim's fat ass. Get it. Got it. Good. I mean, silicone fill ass. There's nothing fat about her ass. Um, Perhaps feeling retribution from the robbers. The night receptionist signed the letters with the sweat in them the night. The letter went around the world, but with no apparent response from Kim. So the night, a 39-year-old man from the northern Algeria, who would later say he had lived through the Algerian terrorist period, and was familiar with the horrors of death and mayhem, went public using only the name Abdul Rahim Rahman. Abdul Rahman. He later he left his job and he did several interviews, which I was told by French law he had the right to do, since he was also a victim of the crime. In an interview with me, Abdul Rahman elaborated what pushed me to go further before the media with an enormous amount of false speculation, which did not stop, especially that they were directed at Kim, accusing her of inciting the incident for insurance purposes. Oh, girl. Abdul Rahman explained to me that I didn't work directly for the hotel, but for security enterprise, which work at the hotel. But generally speaking, it is my principal workplace. I also work in several other important locations in Paris. I am a doctoral student at the University of Paris, Sorbonne, studying semiotics and speak speech analysis. Analyst. According to what Abdul Rahman told Entertainment Tonight, three men appeared to the glass door at the hotel. Abdul Rahman, thinking their all-black garb indicated they were French police, opened the door and quickly there was a pistol at his back and cuff in his wrist. Where are, they, where, where are the security cameras? One of them asked, to which Abdul Rahman responded, there were any. Are you kidding me? The thief replied. Then asked how many rooms were how many rooms were in the hotel and if had any safe, told them there were 11 residents and the robber said, oh, that is nice. We would do them all. There were not professionals at all, Abdul Rahman added of them, these who age he estimated between 40 and 50. They were confused. They were improvising. They told me, don't panic. We're here for money. They inquired about Kanye West. I told him the rapper is not here and he was upset. Like, don't play with me like this. I mean, the wife of a rapper recalled the night receptionist. And once again, you're implying a stereotype that Kanye West is a gangster. That's not what he is. I don't like that implication that Aldo Rahm is making. I don't like for this guy. I mean, according to this article, I just don't really care for him. 
Um, to me, it's like he just he just want attention. Anyway, back to his fucking story. The robber decided to hit the sky penthouse first, where Kim was awake in the bed in a white robe alone. Her longtime bodyguard, Pascal Devier, who had been at her side throughout Fashion Week, had been sent off to guard Courtney and their half-sister, Kendall Jenner, at La Arc, Paris, a nightclub that doesn't get started until after 1 a.m. The one door to the suite had a sting lock with no bolts. The thieves marched the night receptionist to the door by the scruff of his neck, according to the mail, and made him open it with the key from the front desk. Kim heard someone in the suite and asked hello, but nobody replied. Two of the men burst in as she screamed, wanted to pull out her, out of her bed. He attacked her, holding his gun in her face. Aubrey Roman has said she was crying. She was screaming, saying, don't kill me. I have babies. Don't kill me, please. I have babies. I'm a mom. Take whatever you want. She was wearing a white bathrobe and her hair was tied up. A letter from her attorney, Martin Singer, to the Huffington Post, obtained by TMZ, said that both Kim and the concierge believe they might be killed at any moment. Now the night receptionist became hostage, negotiator, and translator. I tried to call her because the guys are crazy, Aldo Romy told Entertainment Tonight. He was screaming and also Kim was screaming and he told me to shut up and I told her to shut up, shut up, shut up, please come down. When I tried to calm her, she asked me, are we going to die? He said, I told her, I don't know. The, it says, Dargent, Dargent, Dargent. The thief demanded some money, some money, some money. But Kardashian West had only 1,000 euros in 1,000 in euros. She believed that he was there for the ring, Abdul Rahman told in Insider's Edition. She handed one of them her 20 karat diamonds ring. He takes it like this. He 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 takes it like this. He pantomimed the thief examining the ring dismissively and said it's nice and put it in his pocket. The thief found Chris, Chris Kim's wrist and hand ankles repeatedly repeatedly asking her for money after she began screaming according to abdul rahman a court account in the daily mail one thief taped her mouth shut with a long piece of tape all the way around her head and she was carrying carried into the bed where she was placed on the floor they were apparently ready to move on to the other 10 residents but kim's cell phone lit up with a call from pascal dva I told him, you know who is ringing now? It is her bodyguard. If she doesn't answer, he will come with police. The job was cut short and the thief left with a score beyond their wildest imagination. The 20 karat diamond ring and a jewelry box containing 12 other items whose total value has been estimated at $5.6 million. Having been in the building for only 49 minutes, they departed several on their bikes, several on their bikes and some exposing their faces to an adjacent business security camera. The bag with the jewelry hangs from the handlebar of one of the thugs, the bag appeared to contain Kim Kardashian's stolen jewelry, reported Lock Region. So that's what happened the night of the robbery. And of course, I'm going to give my little two cents on this because, um, you know, I mean, long story short, Social media has messed a lot of people up. Um, one, one of the most recent people social media has messed up was a lot of people recently has been messed up by social media. But one life was taken because of social media was Pop Smoke. Um, he had designer stuff. He had received a, a designer gift from um, some designers. And not too long after that, someone, um, I think, robbed him and they murdered him. 
Um, for some reason, y'all value these bullshit ass things, but you don't value human life. And the most valuable thing a human being has is their life, um, not the diamonds that they're wearing on their neck. I find that um, well, somebody said social media, and I remember Kim Kardashian and a lot of people saying, oh, so because she on social media and she flunks what she's doing, that she should not be robbed. But people find out where you at through social media. Okay, especially if they can tell what's in the background and they live in the area and they're a local. They know where you are at. So you have to be mindful and careful of what you put on social media. But the question is, who were the group of people who robbed Kim Kardashian? Well, I have one theory of who the people were that robbed Kim Kardashian. Um, so tomorrow's podcast is going to be about the Pink Panther heist. If you don't know what the Pink Panther heist is, look it up. I'll be doing an art. I'll be talking about an article on that. Um, thank you guys for listening to my podcast. This is my mind emporium, and I am like so outie. <laughs>